Hey, welcome to the Centre Podcast. We're a church based in Dural, Sydney, who love Jesus and want to share the message of hope that he brings for all people. We pray that you're blessed by this word and that it reveals God's love for you in a new way. Enjoy. So this is Hebrews 11, if you have your Bibles. Hebrews 11.39, and we'll go into chapter 12 as well. These were all condemned, uh, commended for their faith. Sorry, that's a bit different, isn't it? Yet none of them received what had been promised, since God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us would they be made perfect. And we're into chapter 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as father addresses his son? It says, My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of spirits and live? They disciplined us for a little while as they thought best, but God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your feeble arms and weak knees. Make level paths for your feet so that the lame may not be disabled, but rather healed. Okay, well, I thought because we were doing a racing metaphor that I would get in my rolled racing gear and do a bit of a visual prop. So I have here my weight vest. I'm going to put this on now and I'm going to get hot and sweaty and it's going to get painful but it's the illustration of the weight of sin and the entanglement upon us. Yeah, it's going to get heavy after a while. See? So I got the, the sweatband already starting to sweat. But this is a great illustration. Because how many of us in life walk around with entanglements, with weight upon us? Let's put our hands up. Let's put a show of hands. We, we all do. And there's something, so last week I went into the bush, did some bush running, and I'll let me just set my timer on, it's 20 minutes. This will be a very long 20 minutes for me, wearing this, I want that time to go off. I went for this bush run, and I had only 10 kilos on that time. And the first two kilometres, no problem, that was easy. Then about 3Ks in, going up a hill, my legs start to get sore. Then 4Ks in, I'm like, oh, this is getting really tough, it's this undulating bush run. By the end, I'm almost like 
waddling to get home. I'm trying to sprint up my parents' street, and it's like I'm walking. I'm pushing as hard as I can. And friends, when we wear the the weight of seeing the entanglements of life around us, perhaps adding a kilo or two here and there, we, we can kind of manage that for a while. We can kind of do life, but after a while, it's going to start to weigh us down. After a while, it's going to hinder our running. And here, friends, Hebrews chapter 12, it comes off the back of the hero's of the faith. These men and women who lived with God's promises, they they were given these promises but never saw them in their lifetime. That is how faith is actually presented. And we see it there on the screen. These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised. They lived their lives not seeing what God would do, yet they did not waver in their faith. And so now using this running analogy, the author tells us there at the beginning of chapter 12, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. I love this image. As someone who does long-distance running, this idea of a cloud of witnesses, it's uh, an ancient way of describing this big crowd. And the analogy is is that they're there in an ancient running stadium, and they're the the heroes of faith that have gone before, the Old Testament heroes, they're there in the stadium cheering us on. We're surrounded by them. They're the ones who've gone ahead of us, and they're cheering us on in faith. They don't want us to to give up. They don't want us to fall off the track and quit. They want us to get to the finish line. And if you remember last week, what was Abraham looking for? Does anyone remember? What was he looking for? He was journeying on. He wasn't journeying for just a piece of farmland. Do you remember? What type of city was it? Pardon? Heavenly city, heavenly country. That is our destination. We're running along this track and we enter into this stadium. The heavenly city, the heavenly country, the saints have gone before us, cheering us on, excited for us to be there. That's the great great cloud of witnesses. And so because of that, don't have weight on you. This is starting to get painful right now. It's starting to get sore. I'm starting to sweat. And that's the point. I want you to, to remember this. Remember this one day. Is that walking around with 30 kilos, it hurts. You get hot. You get tired. You get sweaty. But how many of us do this metaphorically throughout our lives? Just walking around with this weight, this entanglement, that's just burdening us. Instead of running the race, with perseverance, instead of rushing ahead to the finish line, to be around this Colosseum with the saints cheering us on, going into the heavenly city, instead we sort of just walking around like this, just weighed down. And Jesus wants to free us from that. And Jesus, he's the one that we're to fix our eyes upon, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. 
Now, here's a fun little fact here. The word in English that says pioneer in Greek is archagos. Ark means like first or leader. Ark beginning, archagos. He is the pathfinder, the forerunner, the pioneer. And in um, Greek, Hercules was the chief archagos. We all know who Hercules is, don't we? Big, strong Hercules. He was the pathfinder. He was the one that made a way for the old Greek heroes, so to speak. Now, the author Hebrews saying, it's Jesus. Jesus is the pathfinder. He is the pioneer. He is the way maker. And what this um, archagos would, would, would mean in the context of a city imagery, be someone who would go through this harsh jungle, cut a path the way through so that people could enter there. That's what Jesus has done, friends. Jesus has made the trail, so to speak. He has given us the path to run along. And we know the destination. We know the path. And our, our job is just to fix our eyes upon him. Don't fix our eyes upon the weight that weighs us down, the, the entanglements of life, the sin that holds us back. Keep your eyes fixed upon him. That's what we're called to do, friends. And he continues on. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so you will not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. He's saying here, hey guys, like, yeah, I acknowledge what you're going through. It's tough. There's, there's trials to it, but you haven't died yet. Have you shed blood for the temptations you've received? Have you shed blood from some of the isolation, ostracization from your community? Have you got to that point of shedding blood yet? It's a rhetorical question. No. No, you haven't. And it's a great question for us to reflect upon. If we are thinking of quitting the race of faith, we're thinking, oh, this is just too much. This is just too hard. In that struggle, you've not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. It's a reminder. Keep things in perspective. We, we sung that song, Jerusalem, just before. And we see here, Jesus, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus endured that. In fact, he saw it as a joy to fulfill this mission for God, his Father. And now look at him, sat down at the right hand of God. So I love the running analogy. Running is tough. Um, on that run I did last weekend, it was one I used to do. When I was very, very fit, I would do a, like a 16K circuit. I needed seven and a half Ks this time. I remember at the time when I was very, very fit, thinking, oh, maybe one day the pain will just end. I'll just be able to run pain-free. And running on Saturday, I just realized, well, it's just a different level of pain. Actually, I was just fitter, but the pain's exactly the same. And I was watching some videos this week for inspiration, and there's this race in, uh, it's in Europe somewhere. And basically, it's a 24-hour straight marathon in an indoor track. So people just do lap after lap of this indoor track. 
And this guy was interviewing all these runners. Why do you do this? Why do you put your body through this? And there's one woman, she's just there running along. She goes, I'm just in absolute agony right now, asking how she's feeling. And he goes, well, why do you do it then? And she just thinks about it, looks deadly serious and says, because I have to. Pain is temporary. This is forever. It's like beating myself. This is why I do it. And if people like that and people like me who love to challenge themselves do this just for the sake of doing something, how much more for us to race, friends? That prize, it's Jesus. Now, they may seem, oh, that, that prize doesn't seem that exciting. But Jesus, friends, Jesus is greater than anything this world has to offer. It's just a fleeting shadow of, ah, it's just nothingness. That's what Hebrews is on about. The weight that you're living with just weighs you down, bears you down, leads to nothing, nothing ultimately. But life, the author Hebrews, he acknowledges that the race of faith is difficult. Yeah, it is difficult. And he says here, have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? It says, my son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you because the Lord disciplines the one he loves and he chastises everyone he accepts as his son. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? What's the point of discipline, friends? Why are we disciplined in life? Pardon? Train? Yeah. What else is there? What's, what's the reason for disciplining? Character. Good person. Correct behavior. Yeah. Excellent. I love this quote on discipline by Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson, he says, Children like other human beings are not only good, they cannot, they cannot simply be left to their own devices, untouched by society, in bloom into perfection. Even dogs must be socialized if they are to become acceptable members of the pack. And it's like the reason for discipline is that people will live as humans, they're supposed to be. In fact, yesterday we had a friend over and we're talking about dog behavior. And she was just saying how she has a friend who doesn't discipline her dog and the dog just chews whatever it wants and has gone to the vet multiple times and has in fact been on dialysis, a dog on dialysis because it just chews too much or from a lack of discipline. The owner just disciplined this dog. We're not talking about beating it with a stick, just telling it right from wrong. It would avoid all this pain. And in this strange way, discipline does that for us, doesn't it? In fact, he acknowledges, hey, 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 discipline doesn't seem great at the time. You know, they disciplined us for a little while as they thought best. But God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Friends, how much better is God's discipline than human discipline? 
How much better? It, it shapes us. It refines us. Helps us live to reflect his image more and more. And when you walk around wearing the weight and the sin entanglement, it does weigh us down. But you know what? There's something very freeing about taking this off. Right now, I'm sweating. I feel hot. My shoulders are sore. You know what I'm going to do now? I'm going to take this vest off. Now, what I do... There's relief. There's relief. Isn't there? That's the point of it. Endure endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. The hardships of life, the, 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 the struggles of the journey of faith, they're all there to help us to grow. Friends, don't walk life carrying one of these around. Don't do it. It's just not worth it. Man, I feel sorry for the guys that are going to come up here afterwards. There's a bit of sweat up here. <laughs> That's hard work carrying that thing. Don't, don't live as someone walking around with a weight vest. Get to the start line. Be as light as possible. Pick up your shoes that make you run fast. Wear aerodynamic clothing. Get there and run. Run that race. With perseverance. Knowing that, yeah, there's, there's going to be struggles throughout. The, the trail may not just be flat all the time. may not just be wide and smooth and easy. There may be lots of hills and peaks and troughs, and it may be difficult. And there'll be times where you just going to go, man, I just want to quit. I've had enough of this race. I just want to let it go. But look to Jesus. Keep your eyes fixed upon him. If Jesus Christ himself with this great joy could go to the cross and the shame of that literally shed his blood for us, how much more can we do that? How much more, friends? If you're thinking about, oh, I want to quit and Jesus just is enough, think of those heroes of the faith. Think of Abraham who gave up everything to go to a country he didn't know to look for a city, a city whose foundations weren't built by human hands, but divine hands. Think of those in in Hebrews 11, goes on about all these people who were sawn in two and eaten by wild wolves and just left and abandoned, just awful, awful stuff. Think of those guys. They're the ones who are cheering us on in the stadium as we're running towards the end. There's an author, he passed away a number of years ago, called David Foster Wallace. I don't really know exactly where he stood in terms of his faith. He said in terms of, yes, I love this quote of him about worshipping. And he says there, in adult life, there's no such thing as atheism. There's no, su- there's no such thing as not worshipping. Everybody worships. The only choice we get is what to worship. He goes on to say that if we worship our bodies, we feel ugly. We worship power, we feel weak. And we worship intellect, we feel stupid. And friends, and despite probably knowing this, despite knowing, well, if I'm going to worship my body, worship money, worship intellect, worship power, you know, it's just like carrying a weight. It bears us down. 
Don't be like that. As C.S. Lewis said about God's discipline and God's pain, when we are going through it, he says here, God whispers to us in our pleasure, speaks in our conscience, but shouts in our pain. It is his megaphone to rouse a death world. So before on that 24-hour marathon, when these guys are doing lap after lap after lap, that one lady just says, I have to do this. Pain is only temporary. Think about it with the race of faith. We have to do this. Have to do this because our end goal is not just, oh, well, the, the accomplishment of achieving something difficult. Our accomplishment is eternal salvation. Life in where there's no more pain, tears, or suffering. Friends, for me, that is worth it. That's why I keep my eyes fixed upon Jesus. That's why I want to shred, shed off all the weight that holds me down and just run that race with perseverance. And friends, will you join me in that race? Will you join me in shedding off and getting onto that track and just running and running for that finish line? Or perhaps today, despite what I've said, despite carrying this around me, you're going to walk out of this room this is what's probably going to break my heart after us. So I'm going to walk out of this room and just keep wearing that weight vest of entanglements, of life, not even bad things, just entanglements, things that distract us from God or the sin that we have idolized in our lives. I'm going to leave us at that moment. I'm going to pray for us. And as we have been the last few weeks at the end of church, I'd like to encourage those that need prayer to come up to the back. I'm going to go, have a shower, get changed, and I'm going to be out the front here before the members meeting. Perhaps Summer Murray might join me out the front too. I'm going to pray for you. If you need to shed off weight, just run that race. Fixing your eyes on Jesus, come and get prayer front. Just come and pray for God to release you from that chains that may be holding you down so that you can fix your eyes upon Jesus. Let me pray for us. Hey Lord, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for Jesus who has run before us. That trailblazer made the way for us to enter into heaven to, for salvation. And for that joy set before him, he endured the shame of the cross. And Lord, today I pray that we can be people who run, who run without being weighed down, just run with perseverance, that race that's set before us. And Lord, to recognize that there are times in life where we need to be disciplined by you, not to be frightened, but to see that as that shaping us, refining us molding us into that image of Jesus. And like all runners who just struggle endurance racing, Lord, to know that they're just competing for some earthly prize. We're competing for something so much greater. Lord, our Spirit, I pray today that for those that just need that release, that you will give release for people so that they can run and run with perseverance. And Lord, we pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen.
Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to help others discover this channel. Check out the description if you want to find out more or get in touch with us at the Centre Dural. But in the meantime, praying for God's hand over you as you continue to step into everything Jesus has in store for your life. Be blessed.